All right. Well, you got your Bibles? Ready to make the devil nervous? All right. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can have. Says I can have. I can do. I can do. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can do. Says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. Aren't you glad about that? Yes, I am. Father, we love you. We thank you for the Word of God. And Lord, we don't take your Word lightly. Lord, we want to magnify your word. We want to magnify Jesus. We want to absorb and live by the word of God. So, Father, we just thank you for the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who comes alongside to guide us and bring revelation insight that literally changes, changes us from the inside out. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. 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 So... This is a message that's been on your heart. Ha <laughs> ha. The pun, heart. Yes, heart health. Heart health. Today we want to talk about our hearts. So, you know, and there's a physical heart that we have, and then the Bible talks a lot about our heart. And it's interesting the correlations between the physical and what what the Bible talks about our heart as being the innermost being where it involves our our mind, our will, our emotions, all of it, our inner self. You know, in the United States, does anybody know what the number one killer of people is? Heart disease. Hello. So we need to take care of our heart. And the sad part about, uh, and it's really not heart disease. Can I just say that? I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But it's not a necessarily disease. Most of the heart conditions that people deal with is just bad diet. So it's, it's controllable uh, to some degree. And so, and I know there's people that got born with heart issues. In fact, a friend of mine was uh, born genetics, uh, family history of heart issues, and so had a heart attack at 50 years of age. And uh, kind of woke him up, and so uh, about taking care of his heart, and uh, the doctor came in after his surgery and everything that had gone down with having a heart attack, and came in and goes, okay, I need to give you the speech of what you need to do moving forward. Um, if you do this long list of things, you probably won't see me again. And then he went on to say, but I don't expect you to, because nine out of ten people don't listen to this speech and follow its instructions anyway. And so he went, well, I'm going to be that one percent. So this morning, as we're talking about our heart, and this is, uh, we're going to show you the coalition between the natural heart and the spiritual heart. The question still is out there to you after you hear this message. You can hear the message. You can hear the Word of God. You can read the Word of God. But unless you decide to do something with what you hear, just like in the natural, it's not going to do you any good. So you need to make up your mind even now before you listen to the Word of God, am I going to be willing to change? Change is hard, right? How many just love change? Well, that's not too many of us. 
<laughs> I just saw a couple hands. Change is hard, but change is beneficial. So our friend at 50 decided I'm going to be the 1% that chooses to change, and he did. And God rewarded him with not only God, but his, he did the things that caused him to live longer and not be in that situation again. So as we read the Word of God and as we do a heart checkup this morning and talk, talk about how healthy is our heart, we have to evaluate, okay, God, where is my heart? How healthy is my heart? So turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4, great chapter in the book of Proverbs. Um, and so we'll go to chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. And keep your feet from following evil. Now, in those few verses, we're going to dissect those verses. We're going to see that God gives us some practical things that we can do to keep a healthy heart. So God's the doctor, and he's talking to us today. And, he's gonna, and he just gave us a prescription of things that we need to do. We've got to do something with our eyes. We've got to do something with how we walk. We've got to do something with, with what we listen to. And so all kinds of things. And so, but I love that phrase, and, and it puts an importance on our heart. Guard your heart casually, no. lightly, no. once a year. You know, it's like, you know, you got to guard your heart. Above all. I just got to tell this story. You've probably heard it before if you've been here a while. But uh, there was uh, somebody that had a heart attack, and they were going to have to, and they don't do bypass, you know, chest opened up, heart surgeries like that so much anymore. They got microscopic things. They can go in through uh, through your leg and, you know, fix stuff. And it's pretty cool what they can can do to help people. Well, his heart was in such a bad condition, they had to open him up and, and physically do the bypasses uh, surgically. And so I go up there to, uh, to, to meet with the family, meet with the person, and um, I go in to pray before they go into surgery. And, and uh, so they're, they're sitting there just hours before they take him into the operating room. And uh, so I'm greeted with them, and, and they go, hey, pastor, so glad you're here to pray for us. Uh, before we pray, we're just kind of just having a good time here, and, and we're eating chocolates. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to these chocolate truffles and fudge if, if you want some. I'm like, am I seeing things? Because it's the, the fudge and the chocolate and all those things that plaque your arteries to such difficult places, they literally are going to have to open you up and fix you. And moments before you go into surgery, we're doing this? <laughs> you know, I didn't say that, of course. You know, it's like, no thanks. I love my heart. Um, but sometimes that's 
just kind of how we are. We come to church and we hear the, the right things. We read God's word. And, but we don't guard our heart above all else. We take it lightly. That's ah, just an open bypass surgery. I could die in the middle of it, but, you know, it's just my heart. It's not like, it's not like, uh, what's the little thing on the side that, appendix, you can live without. No, you need your heart. And it's your spiritual condition. We got to pay close attention to this stuff. That's right. And so, you know, in the natural, there are some things that are like a, we know that there's signs of an unhealthy heart in the natural. So we listed some things that are just in the natural that you're like, oh, I might have a heart problem. So number one is chest pain. You know, that means there's a poor blood flow to the heart and it can cause pain or discomfort in the chest. Number two, you might get tired. Fatigue is a common uh, sign that there might be some heart problems. Um, Heart palpitations. Uh, you might have some numbness, some, some uh, weakness or coldness in the arms or the legs. You might have shortness of breath, or you might have swelling in your ankles or feet or your legs. These are all natural signs of an unhealthy physical heart. But there are also signs of an unhealthy spiritual heart that we need to sometimes take notice of and do a heart checkup on what's going on on the inside of us. If you have some of these things going on in your body in the natural, you would probably go to a physician. You might, your MD might send you to a heart specialist. But how many know that sometimes there are things that are showing up going ding, 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 ding in your life And you ignore them when in reality, those dings ought to send you to the great physician to get some things fixed. So there are times in our lives where we need to continually check up on our heart. Above all else is what it says. Above all else, guard your heart. So they have uh, seven behaviors, doctors recommend that will protect your heart. Protect it. So these are like preventative maintenance. Preventative maintenance. Okay. Number one. Drum roll, please. Exercise. Exercise. Oh, that would be like a gong. How many people, how many, American, we, we, we just do this. This is us. New Year's resolution. Join the health club. Health clubs are packed in January. February, it's crickets. It's crickets. <laughs> Nobody knows where they went. We start out with. But, but there's spiritual things that we need to do. We need to exercise. We need to exercise our faith. You know, we kind of talked about this uh, in, in the middle of worship, but you can hear the word, but unless you do the word, you can read all about exercise, but unless you actually do the exercise, it's really not doing you any good. You can hear the message this morning. You can, you can even read it. But unless you do it, it's not helping you. Did you all hear me? That was a good time for an amen. 
<laughs> Exercise. Exercise. That's stupid. <gasps> I'm good. Number two. <laughs> Eat right. Eat right? Yeah. <laughs> Grab those bag of Doritos. <laughs> no. We got to eat right. The Bible says that it is the bread of life. It is the best diet you could ever go on. The word of God is life to you. It is the best bread you will ever eat. Okay. Okay. Christians. Well, I don't always eat right spiritually. I listen to Christian music all the time. It's on, it's on my radio in the car. Does that count? It helps. Years ago, there was uh, this guy, uh, his name was Larry Norman. He passed away a few years ago. But he, he grew up in the 60s and sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And uh, got saved, and uh, in, in the seventies, he just he was kind of a pioneer in Christian rock, and so he would sing these great songs like "Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music" and um, you know stuff like that, and just just trying to wake the hippie movement up to give your heart to Jesus. And great guy, so I loved Larry Norman stuff. So when I was a teenager, I was like, I. Got to go see Larry Norman. So went up to Seattle to his concert, and he's like 10 minutes late. Room's packed, the auditorium's packed, and, and uh, you know, someone comes up. He's stuck in Seattle traffic. He'll be here shortly. Boo! You know, everyone's hissing. And so here, here he comes, and we expected him to come out on the stage, but he's got this massive, long, blonde hair, and he comes right down through. No one expected it. You know, and all of a sudden, he's walking down the center aisle with his guitar on his back and gets up stage, and he says this, and I'll never forget it. How many of you here are ready for some good music? Crowd goes wild. He goes, you know what Christian music is? It's the whipping cream on a cupcake. It's not substance. You cannot live on Christian music. You got to live on God's Word. Music won't sustain you. The Word of God will keep you. You could hear a pin drop in the place because all of a sudden you could just feel the guilt. <laughs> And it's like inviting a health nut over to your house <laughs> on Super Bowl Sunday, and you got all the donuts and cake and, you know, and barbecue sauce and every, Coke and everything. And do you have any vegetables? <laughs> Who invited you? <laughs> oh, all right, number three is uh, how, to, how to protect your heart in the natural is lower your blood pressure. Now, in the spiritual realm, how do we lower our blood pressure? 
How about when the word says, cast all your cares upon him? If you are full of worry and anxiety, then I challenge you to do a heart checkup. Where's your heart? Your heart is not casting your cares on him if you are full of anxiety and worry. That's a big one in our society today. And I feel like the, the devil is like playing hard on this one. I see Christians in a lot of anxiety that they should not be in because they're not doing a checkup on casting their cares over to him. You need to do a, a checkup on yourself. Am I giving it to God or am I carting it around? Now, here's the other thing I see a lot of Christians do, and I've probably been just as guilty, so I'm going to tell them myself. You come into church, you're in the middle of praise and worship, and you're like, God, I give that to you. And you have a great service, and you go out the door, and as soon as your feet hit your house, you went, oh, yeah, there's that. And all of a sudden, you just take it back up on your shoulders, and you cart it around. That's not doing the word. The word is not just where you do it here. You don't just do the word here. You do it in your house. You do it on your job. You do it while you sleep. You notice I said sleep. Because some, some of you like to lay awake and worry all night. Cast your cares upon him. Man, that lowers your... Do you know that some of this... Yeah, we're, we're teasing around about the natural versus the, the spiritual. But do you know that if you do these principles from the word of God, that if you do them in the natural, that it's going to help your natural heart too? Because high blood pressure does, does also happen by worry. Anxiety can cause high blood pressure. So good. So good. Number four, lower your cholesterol, Ooh, they say. How do you do that? You know, and I don't know. There's, there's a thing about the eggs. Is, are they good? Are they bad? Good, <laughs> bad? I don't know. But, you know, when it comes spiritually, it's living a balanced life. You know, uh, you can... <laughs> So you're saying it's okay to have dessert once in a while. I don't know what I'm saying, but just... He said the word balanced. Balanced. Balance. I, I don't know. So, yeah, listen to Christian music once in a while. Listen, dude, that's good. Now, um, I guess in my mind what I'm thinking when I hear that is um, I go back to we were working with youth, and uh, we had this one kid that came to our church, and, uh, you know, he was just a little too spiritual and out of balance. And so heavenly-minded, who is no earthly good? Can you be out of balance when you're so spiritual? Yes. Uh, yeah, you, yeah can you can. Because you're an idiot. And, <laughs> and so I'll never forget, he comes into church. We have this youth conference, and, and he comes in, and I'm like, hey, man, good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, can, I, can I help you and get a seat? And he's just looking there. No. I'm praying. Okay, let me just preface this. Okay. The meeting was going on, yeah. and we wanted to get him seated because he's, he's, he's a spectacle. He's standing there, and he and was maybe like, on purpose. Oh, he totally was on purpose, but he was being spiritual because this was his comment, I'm praying about where I should sit. I'm sorry. God says sit. <laughs> Have you ever met somebody like that? 
You're like, seriously, you're just trying to be a show. Just take a seat. Stop it. Knucklehead. <laughs> so, God, I mean, thus saith the Lord, sit here. There's the word right there. Uh, so, you know, so sometimes, you know, and some people can, can miss out on life. Just enjoying friends and Mason Lake and, and uh, you know, life is difficult. But if you're so consumed with, you know, you can never allow yourself to have a good time because you're so spiritually minded, you're probably out of balance. Just saying. Yeah. So good. Number five. Number five, know your blood sugar. Blood sugar. You know, blood sugar, you can learn to know the signs. My, my father dealt with this, and so I learned a lot about blood sugar. I learned how to, I learned what is normal. I learned what is really high and what's really low because I, I worked with my dad. I was there when he passed out when it was too low, and I was there when I had to take him to the hospital because it was too high. I was there when I had to be prick his finger every day. I was there when I had to give him insulin shots. I know about blood sugar, but here's what I know are there are signs, and I learned to, to pinpoint the signs either direction. When I saw my dad begin to get real sluggish, I went, Dad, what have you eaten? Dad, let's get, some, let's get something in you right now. When, I, when, he was a, when it was high, I, I, I was pinpointing the signs. Spiritually, there are signs when you begin to stray. Oh, hear me. Please hear me. This is going to help you. There are so many individuals in our neighborhoods who used to serve God, who used to go to church. And there were signs that they began to stray. It starts really little. It starts where they skip here and there. It starts in your spiritual life where you start to skip your time with God. And then pretty soon you're in the habit of skipping time with God. You don't talk to God. You don't read your word. There are signs spiritually in church. You start to skip church. And pretty soon it becomes normal to skip church. There are signs when you begin to stray Pay attention to those signs for yourself. I didn't say for somebody else. I have been in ministry many years, and I cannot count the people who have pity parties. Nobody noticed when I wasn't there. And I'm like, when do you grow up spiritually where you take a little bit of responsibility for yourself? Are you not responsible enough to get yourself out of bed and go to church? Are you depending on somebody else? Is your spiritual walk with God so fragile that if somebody doesn't notice you weren't there, that you are a mess? You watching me, I'm talking to you right now. I am totally hearing from God. Get yourself to church. Stop the pity party. Your heart, above all else, guard it, guard it, guard it. It is important. Do you know when you get to heaven, you're not going to have anybody around you to give an account for your life but you. And you're not going to be able to blame it on anybody but you. Amen. That was worth coming to church right there. Number six, maintain a healthy weight. 
Oh. <laughs> the bones <sighs> in the ground. I know. So, who wrote this stuff? <laughs> but maintain your faith muscles. You know, sometimes you're just like, life is good. You know? I don't need faith. Oh, yes, you do. And so if your life is good, you're, and this is where the Israelites in the Old Testament failed miserably because there's a cycle that's repeated over and over and over is they were in the depths of despair. The Amalekites, the Moabites, and the Mosquito Bites were coming after them. <laughs> Those of you that were Mason Lake. And, and so you, you just, and God, help us. And so God would help them. And God would send people, judges, and different things, and they would kick tail on all those bites. And uh, they're like, whew. And then God would begin to prosper them. And they were just like, yes, we have peace. And that's where people miss it. Because life becomes so good, subconsciously, you just think, I don't need God. Look what I've done. Look all the things I have. Look at how peaceful my life is. And then we allow things to creep into our life. Then the cycle begins to take a downward turn. The Moabites, mosquito bites, the mediaites come in and start oppressing us. And we're down at the bottom, and we turn back to God, and then the cycle begins. Okay, so let's, let's tell on so, ourselves a little bit okay. so they don't, you know, they, they, they know that we're normal uh, human beings who sometimes have to, you know, kick ourselves into gear, too. Yes. So maintaining a healthy weight. So it's been about a year and a half ago that you and I made some really tough decisions about even what we eat, uh, what we allow in our bodies. Also, exercise became a huge priority. We also had a goal. We had a goal that knowing that we were headed to Yosemite with our family and our kids, and we needed to keep up with our kids somewhat, uh, somewhat because we know they're, they're quite a bit younger than us. But we were very, very faithful in we don't miss a workout because our body will, will know we did when it comes to hiking miles uphill. So we finished Yosemite. We did the hike. We did it. But you know when you do accomplish something, then it's really easy to go, whew, I need to take a break. I can skip an exercise here and there. I can have a little dessert here and there. So we were at Mason Lake, and this morning, because we were out on the boat a lot, because he was driving the boat. In fact, you were probably out on the boat about seven hours, I figured. And the boat's up and down and up and down. And this morning, he's like, oh, I'm feeling it, man. And I looked at him, and I went, mm, me too. But I bet if we hadn't skipped some of our exercise classes our muscles would be able to handle it just a little bit better. 
spiritually, we get, we, we accomplish something. We have a great time with God. We have an experience with God. And then we're like, whoo, I did, I did youth camp. I did this. I, I, wow, God was amazing. And then, whoo, I can relax a little. You relax a little and your spiritual muscles are lacking. You got to keep going. You can't just have a one-time shot and think, I'm good. I'm good. No, you got to keep going. So have faith goals. Faith goals. Everybody say faith goals. Especially when life is good. Believe God for the next raise. Believe God for someone else. Put a faith goal out there. I mean, there's people here that got some faith projects that they're in the battle of their life for. And if you're like, on the, on the mountaintop, life is good. Man, partner up with some of these people in our church that you know are dealing with stuff and make that your faith project. Don't let your faith muscle grow weak. Okay, the next one. Remember, now, if, if, if this is something you do in the natural, that's between you and God. But I just want you to know this is what they suggest for your heart. You keep it a heart. Um, healthy in the natural, they say don't smoke, okay? So what does that have to do with us spiritually? Well, you might want to get rid of some temptations in your life. You might want to get rid of some unhealthy addictions in your life. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking, I'm not talking physical, I'm talking what are you doing that nobody knows you're doing that is unhealthy, what are you doing when you show up to church that you want to cover up and put under the rug and pretend it's not there? But it's still there. And it's affecting your heart. It's an unhealthy either temptation. It's an unhealthy temptation that you're allowing in your thought process. It's an unhealthy addiction that has got you in bondage and you need freedom. So keeping a healthy heart is a, is a challenge. Because there's so many things coming at us that want to throw us off from having a healthy heart, naturally and spiritually. And the thing the devil hates about you is, number one, you're here in church today. Number two is when you actually start growing spiritually. And if you don't grow and you're, he doesn't care. Your heart's already in a bad place anyway, so he's not even... You're already following the unhealthy heart prescription. But when you're moving forward with God, when you want to grow, when you're doing your Bible reading plan, when you're doing soaps, man, oh, he does not like that. So, we have a spiritual battle. How many know you are in a spiritual battle? Here's a clue. Every day of your life, you are in a spiritual battle. When will it get easier, Pastor? It won't. It won't. The only way it gets easier is if you get stronger. But you're still going to be fighting. Right, Miss Heather? She's been serving God. She serves in a great church down in California. Just welcome uh, Christina's mom. She's just such a blessing. <clears throat> But we're in a spiritual battle every day, and that's why the Bible and Proverbs, the book of wisdom, 
says, guard your heart with all diligence. Okay, remember I told you we're going to dissect that verse? So we're going to go back to uh, Proverbs 4 and uh, dissect a little bit about, and we're going to talk about some things. How, if, if this is what God wants me to do, how do I treat my inner being, my heart? So number one is keep it right with God. Now, you know whether you're right with God. Every one of you knows. Are you right with God or is there some things you need to clear up with God? You ought to know. And the enemy will try to, to trip you up, like Pastor Greg just said, whether whatever it is. But um, you got to keep it right with God. Number two, pay attention to your thought life. Let's go there a little bit. Pay attention. In uh, Psalms 42, verse 11, it says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope, everybody say hope, hope, in God. I will praise, everybody say praise, praise, him again, my Savior and my God. So if we are paying attention to our thought life, our thought life ought to encompass praise. It ought to encompass being thankful. It ought to encompass hope. It ought to, these ought to be things that are going on in your thought life. If they're not going on in your thought life, then it's time to change your heart. It's time to change what you think on. It's time to change the images in your brain. It's time to do what Psalms 42.11 says and, say, and ask yourself, why am I allowing myself these negative thoughts? If you are constantly going a person that goes to the negative, then it's time to change your heart. Where's your heart? And we're living in a day that, and I love the, I love the time frame we're living. You say, how can you love the time frame we're living in? Because the Bible is alive right now. These are biblical times. It's, it's so exciting to see what's going on in the world and go, whoa, this was already talked about a long time ago. And I'm bam, here it is. And in the time frame we're in, Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. So he's, he's really paralleling what Proverbs 4 tells us. But in spite of all that, how many of you just wake up in a bad mood? Have no idea why you just wake up. Okay, once in a while. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, sometimes I wake up and my wife calls it frumpy pants. And thank you. And that doesn't help me get out of my bad mood. It's like, what? I don't like you right now. Frumpy pants? Come on. But she's just identifying, well, I, I, I haven't usually been saying lately, are you, why are you frumpy? I'll just say, are you doing okay? And that's kind of a clue to him, like, maybe I'm not acting normal. So I think my girls said this. I don't know. Somebody said it. And just like, Dad, you're going through menopause. <laughs> the people in my life aren't helping me. But have you ever had to think about the thoughts you think? Why am I thinking these thoughts? And that's exactly what David was going through. He's like, why am I so downcast? What's going on in me that's causing me to be 
frumpy, going through menopause. What is the deal? And so he does lay out those prescriptions, like you said. I need to praise more. There was a time I was, have you ever worked in a toxic environment? It's like your coworkers and boss are just like, make your life a living thing. And so I was in one of those situations while we were pastoring, actually. And, um, and so it's like, God, what do I do? I'm going into this work day and I'm not happy about it. I'm in a good mood right now, but I know how this can go. And so I just felt like the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart, write down some scriptures on a three by five card. So I was like, okay. So I wrote some of these great scriptures down. And uh, so, man, no kidding. Start work at eight, 10 o'clock. I'm on spiritual empty. It's happening. I'm thinking these thoughts. I want to kill everybody I see right now. <laughs> and so I whipped out my three by five card, read the scriptures. Okay, I can do this. And you know what? I could coast right into lunchtime. Lunchtime, pulling out my three by five cards. Okay, I can make it till two. Two o'clock, I can make it till the end of the day. And you know what? As I did that week after week after week, I changed. I don't think the toxic environment changed, but I changed because I was guarding my heart with all diligence in the middle of a difficult situation. And work, even in the middle of negative people, God just put this shield around me. And it was like, where the stuff was getting to me, just setting me off. How many of you know you got triggers? It's like, oh, you want frumpy pants? Say that one more time, you know. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just like, God put this shield around me, and it's like, it just bounced off. And you got to do what you got to do, and that's what David's saying. I'm going to praise more. I'm going to thank more. I'm going to have confidence and hope. And maybe you're in this, okay, Pastor said, faith projects. I'm believing for a new job. I mean, do what you got to do, but keep hope going and exercising those faith muscles right in the middle of toxicity. (laughs) Okay, here's a quote, and this is a quote from us, but it's something I want you to write down. I think it might help you as the week goes on. If you don't like how you are feeling, change the way you are talking. I'll say it again. If you don't like how you are feeling, change the way you are talking. Do you know that when you talk, your ears, both of them, hear what you have to say? And if you are talking negative thoughts, if you're talking out of your negativity, if you're talking out your frumpy pants, if you're talking out things you should not say, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be in a good mood. If you don't like how you feel, then change the way you talk. Okay, last story. Okay. How many know having a good woman in your life or a good spouse is critical to good heart health? So, uh, years ago, I just would... uh, We'd come home from work together, and uh, suddenly like, hey, you know how she is, just all smiley, bubbly. How's your day? You know, I was like, 
You know, what, you know what the politicians are doing right now? And it just went off on my little political soapbox. And she's like, what are you listening to all day? Because it's in your heart. Well, how do you know? Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You need some new stuff in there. Because every time we come, I come home this week, the first I ask, you know, I want some good news, how your day went. I don't want to know what politicians are doing. And so it's like, light bulb moment. I need to listen to some different stuff. Because it's affecting my heart. Because she knew what I was listening to. Because all the trash coming out of my mouth. coming out. That I couldn't do anything about. You know, when you changed what you were putting in, it just made you a happier man and honestly changed. And here's a, here's a marriage nugget for you. It changed our marriage. It did. Because when you are happy, you are being a great spouse. If you are so stressed out and grumpy and listening to, you're not fun to live with. And that is a strain on a marriage. It's a strain on the kids. It's like the kids don't even want to be around you. So what you're putting in really matters to your spouse and to your kids and to your fam- extended family members. I'll say this, even your grown kids. What you're putting in matters to those around you. Okay. I didn't realize how selfish I was by listening to things I wanted to listen to. Because I wanted to listen to that. But if I'm going to be selfless, I need to listen to things that will benefit her and my kids. Because I'm not listening for my ears only. I'm listening for the people around me. So what comes out of my heart is a blessing to those around me. And when you have heart health, you will realize you need to be a little more selfless because you're not living for you. You're living for others. And if you realize, I want to live a long and healthy life, I will eat right. I will exercise. I will watch my cholesterol. I will watch my blood pressure. I will manage my weight because I love you and I love you. So I really need to watch my heart. Would you stand? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word that is so practical. And sometimes it's so practical we overlook the obvious that we need to watch our heart with all diligence. Our natural heart to live, and not just to live for us and take what's good and fun. And, but Lord, sometimes we got to eat those vegetables. Sometimes we got to get that body moving when we don't feel like it because we want to live a selfless life so we can be a blessing to others. And part of living a selfless life is giving your life away. You got to give your life to Jesus Christ to start proper spiritual health. You need to surrender your heart 
to the great physician, Jesus Christ, and say, Lord, here's my heart. Let's live a healthy life together. And if you're watching online or in this room, today's the day. It's, it's, it's never too soon to get your heart healthy. And if you've not surrendered your heart to Jesus Christ, a great physician, today's a perfect day to just surrender your heart and say, Jesus, here's my heart. Make it new again. It's been hard, but it needs to be soft and pliable. And if I give you my heart, you will transform my life. So I'm going to count to three, and on three, if you're in this place or watching online, just respond, raise your hand wherever you're at, and give your heart to Jesus Christ. He loves you, and he wants to help you. He came to that you may have life and life more abundantly. One, today's the day. Two, don't talk yourself out of it. And three, raise that hand and respond. Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Church, Sterling. would you just pray this prayer after me? Those watching online, you need Jesus to be number one. You need him to be Lord of your life in charge. This is, this is your prayer. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives me. Where I have fallen short. Where I have fallen of short. Of your best. Of your best. And I ask today. And I ask today. That you would be. That you would be. Not only Savior. Not only Savior. But completely in charge. But completely in charge. Lord of my life. Lord of my life. Today I am new. Today I am new. Old has passed away. Old has passed away. All all has become new. Has become new. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to read church back to our opening scripture. Guard your heart. And I'm talking to you believers right now, okay? Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. I want to pray over you. I want to pray that this week you catch your thoughts. I want to pray over you that this week you catch your words. We didn't get to get to the part where we were going to talk about staying on the path and don't go in the ditches. But I want to pray over you. So I want you to just reach your hands towards heaven all over this place. Those watching, reach your hands towards the device you're watching. Father God, this week, as believers, we want to arrest the thoughts when they come our way, that are not from you. Our thought life matters. And so this week, we catch ourselves when we start thinking on things we should not think on. This week, I ask for these individuals to catch themselves before the words come out of their mouth. They catch themselves and go, those words are not uplifting. Those words are not helping the heart condition of myself or those around me. Father, I thank you. Your Holy Spirit is going to do what you do best this week. 
Man, if you really mean it, you tell God right now, God, that's me. I choose this week to really focus on my thought life and my words in Jesus' name.